and we are back. Episode 30 of Journey to a Million. We made it. Number three, zero. Not an off-season preview today. We are starting our fantasy football preview series here on the podcast. And each week we're going to be previewing a position. And we're going to be starting this week with the wide receivers. The full Journey to Million squad is here today. Myself, Drew Skyberg. Zach Roush, how you doing? Pretty good. And then we have Jared Velasquez to round it out. Jared, how you doing? I'm doing good. Awesome. And look, us three, we're going to start, like I said, with the wide receiver class. We each have our top tens. We'll be going through this is for redraft PPR 12 team. That's kind of be how we're looking at it. I apologize. I did mess up. I did use standard, not non PPR in our ranking stuff. I didn't include that in the description. No worries today. I have all the PPR stuff. I promised ADP stuff. You bet. I have all the ADP information. I have averages. I have it for specific platforms. We have all that good stuff for you guys here today. And look, let's get started. Like I said, we have a list of 10, but first we have honorable mentions. And I know Jared, you were talking to me. You have a lot of them. Just, just read us off some of the names. We'll talk about them. Yeah. Well, I, re- I had to flip my list like you did, Drew, but I mean, just to name a few, these were players that were like, I've seen them on top 10 lists before, but uh, I had to keep them off. They were talking people like Deontay Johnson. Um, it was hard. CD Lamb, I took off. Um, Jalen Waddle is off. Um, I put DeAndre Hopkins off just because he's suspended. Yep, that, that's fair. On. Redraft. That's what we're and looking then for. just off of future, I, I put Michael Thomas as an honorable mention as well. Okay. And then one more. Jared just, is very high on Michael just, Thomas. Hey, just bias. Zach, Zach. I, just bias. Michael I'll Pittman was also a an honorable mention. So I had I'm, I had Michael Pittman as ten originally, but I felt no, a little too biased. I, doing I, that, I couldn't so do I it couldn't either. Do it. Uh, Zach, okay, I'll let you now. So he read his honorable mentions. Tell us one you disagree with on Jared's list so far, like not being on the top ten. I think I know what he's going to say top ten. Yeah. Um, CD Lamb. That's mine. Yeah, that's what I thought he was gonna say. I yeah. originally had him on. I talked to us, Jared. I had him on, and then I looked through stats. I looked through other receivers, and I was like comparing the two between CD and one other guy who is my number ten. And I was like, I'm. It's just, but he's been more consistent, and I had to give it to him. So we'll get into who that is later. But it was just, it was pretty close. It's not a landslide by any means. So I can see why people had him on their top ten. Well, C.D. Lamb, and it's hard to use last year's numbers for him. I, I know we don't want to talk about it all right now, but uh, you know, touches wise, he was out, he was twenty sixth with one hundred twenty five, and or that's targets. My bad, past targets. Uh, and right, I mean, that's with Amari Cooper. There's a lot of variables with that, and now him being without Amari Cooper, and you know, and Cedric Wilson, I should add too. I mean, it's certainly it's looking good for Lamb. I, I know Zach and I are a lot higher on him there than Jared, but you know what, what stats are you looking at? Like, tell us. Um, I like you said. I kind of looked at their system, and I, I, like I said, it's it's really close. I like CD Lamb's system, but this person that I have at number ten has a, I mean, an elite quarterback throwing to them. They have, uh, they have okay. a few weapons beside okay. him, but he's probably their he, he is their number one receiver. So it's close, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of gave the edge right. to. Okay, here's the thing with C.D. Lamb. I mean, if you look at last year's stats, yeah, I wouldn't put him top 10 either. He wasn't consistent, yeah. had some good weeks, had some bad weeks. But as Drew, you mentioned, Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper leaving, that's 180 targets from last year that are gone. And what did they do to replace that? Would they get James Washington? How many secret plays? targets going to go? Like, yeah, no, Zach, I, yeah. I like what you're talking. I, I like it. I, I want to um, name one more thing. The reason that I that when my split decision was CD Lamb last year had I mean we can't really go off of last year like you said six touchdowns he had a thousand one hundred and two yards so he had over a thousand but even the year before he had nine hundred thirty five and only five touchdowns he's on the up I get it but this person I'm sure you you might be able to know who it is if I say this but they had thirteen touchdowns two years ago and fourteen last year which is uh, big fantasy numbers yeah, I think I know who it is so and they had about the same receptions so I, it it was. Jerry. Pretty close. Here's the thing, though, with all those other vacated targets I just mentioned, and with CD Lamb moving into the top role in the Dallas passing attack, I don't think 
those five, six touchdowns, it's not going to go down. I mean, no. it can only go up. Yeah. If it goes up, that's more fantasy points, better positioning. Yeah. I have CD Lamb pretty high. Let's read some ADP numbers here for Lamb. Right now, averaging, he's at 18.8, let's say 19. So he's going mid, mid-second mid round. You know, if you think about that, he's getting drafted right now as the eighth best wide receiver in fantasy. So uh, we'll talk about that. If Do I have him higher? Do I have him lower? We'll see. Uh, I wish but, you could see my list, though, Zach, because I I had CD Lamb pointed at the number 10 spot, and then like 10 minutes before we started recording, I, I crossed yeah. it out. So but let's roll now to... Who are number 10s? I'll read mine first here. I got Tyreek Hill at number 10. Might sound crazy low. Uh, Zach, who do you have? AJ Brown. Okay, Jared. Okay, well, I got Mike Evans. Mike, I had Mike Evans as my honorable yeah. mention. Yeah. So, that look, that's fair. You might be wondering why I drew Tyreek Hill at 10. What is going on? The system. It's the system. Right. You know, and it, okay, well, you could say system. Mike McDaniel, you know, him coming over from, where is he, San Francisco. Now he's with with this squad in Miami. I, I know he's mentioned there's going to be creative ways to get him involved in the offense. And look, his touches or his pass targets, 187. He's not going to be at 187. This upcoming year, I mean, it's going to be lower. I still think, regardless of how they say they're going to use him and such. I, I personally, yeah. I mean, Jared said, you know, system is what I was looking at, and I mean, he he's quite right. Uh, the system right now for Tyreek Hill with having his quarterback as Tua. I mean, that that's that's certainly a concern of mine, uh, and I I don't. Reception wise, like I don't know if he's gonna be like that dominant ten reception guy, you know, and that's something I look for. I look for a guy who's gonna get a lot of targets, which I mean points to his past where he has, but where he is right now, I, I don't know if I see him getting those targets. You know, am I too low on Tyreek? I mean Tyreek's getting drafted right now. Let's let's see where the ADP has him at. ADP has him at Tyreek Hill, he's, he's getting yeah wide, wide receiver seven. So you know I'm a little lower than consensus, but yeah, just guy stay away. What do you guys think? I have him higher on my list, so we'll get to him later. When what I have to think about him, but I think I think he's a little low. I think for you, but okay, Zach, our own yeah, decisions for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. Do you or do you have or talk yeah. about AJ Brown a little here? Oh, uh, well, I had AJ Brown as ten, um, just because obviously he went to Philly, run heavy offense. And they have Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Not the number one quarterback where you want to go after his receivers in fantasy. A.J. Brown was, I'd say, hyper-targeted in Tennessee. He was getting, when he did play, I mean, he did miss some games, but when he did play, he would see double-digit targets almost every game. And now going to Philly with uh, Devontae Smith there as well on a run-heavy offense, I just don't see him getting the volume that he's going to need to be like a top five receiver. I think he has the talent. I just don't think he has the opportunity. Well, I understand the receiving part of it, but isn't Tennessee a run heavy offense as well with Derrick Henry? Yeah, but I think um, Philly ran it, runs it more than Tennessee. And I think uh, Tannehill's probably a better passer than Jalen Hurts. That's... Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, I, I can't argue with that. Jared, Mike Evans, let's hear about it. He was just, he just missed my list. I mean, he was a number 11 for me. I know yeah. Zach's a little hard on him, but let's hear it. I mean, going back to the whole CD Lamb thing, I compared their touchdowns and their receptions. Pretty, I mean, receptions are pretty similar, but Mike Evans has just been so consistent. He's, I think he's been in the league for eight seasons and he's hit over a thousand yards every single season receiving. He's just been, I mean, he has games, like we said, where it's like nothing and then you'll have a breakout game but he's still putting up thousand yards a season. I mean, he's last two seasons. He also had touchdowns. Um, he's averaging 14 yards uh, a catch. I mean, I, he might be getting a little older, but I, I think he's still holding on for a few more years. I, I, I like him at number 10. Yeah. yeah Jay, um, let me talk about this because I have him at number nine. Okay. So um, with Godwin being out at the beginning of the season, I think he's going to get a lot of um, targets until Godwin comes back. I've seen Godwin's uh, recovery from that torn ACL is a little behind schedule according to reports that are coming out. They also had um, 62 vacated targets just from A.J. Brown. 
And obviously, Gronk retired. And I think a lot of those targets are probably going to go to their new tight ends. Um, But you know what you're going to get from Mike Evans season long. You're going to get that thousand yard season. You're going to get double digit touchdowns. Like you mentioned, Jared, he's got the last how many years? Mm-hmm. I don't like the week to week inconsistency. That's why I usually avoid Mike Evans. But yeah. especially with the beginning of the season, I feel like he's going to be a very strong receiver. He might even be top five until Godwin comes back. So that's why I have him ranked at number nine. Especially with Tom Brady over uh, Dak Prescott. That's that's the one other thing that I was like, Brady's got another year in him, so I put him above CD. And my, you know, looking at ceiling too, um, my, my thing actually, which is kind of against Mike Evans. I mean, some of the guys uh, like ahead of my list here, I mean, I think they have higher ceilings. I think they can maybe, you know, because like Zach said, we know what we're going to get on Mike Evans. I was looking for guys who actually, number nine, Zach, I do have A.J. Brown. So, you know, I'm kind of like right in the kind of same ballpark with you on that, which I'll get to. But yeah, I mean, there's some guys who I think have higher ceilings. There's kind of why I just leave Mike Evans off of the list. So, uh, you guys want to go to number nine here? So I got AJ Brown. Jared, can you read it again? Yeah, I had Keenan Allen. Um, yeah. It'd be surprising. I don't know if you guys have him on your list, but uh, 1,138 yards last year. Touchdowns are a little low. Averages about seven in the last few years. Um, he gets a lot of receptions on with Justin Herbert up and coming. I know Zach's high on him. I might not have been as high, but he's still a good quarterback and he's probably he's top top six. You guys say top five, but he's going to have a good target in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And I think Keenan Allen is going to, I think nine is a good spot for him. Zach? I had Mike Evans. Yeah. I had yep, Keenan yep. Allen. I know you want 11. So. Okay. Okay. Keenan. Yeah. I'll talk about AJ Brown here a little. I, I know we kind of talked, talked about it, but look, if you trade for him and you give him a lot of money, I certainly don't think they're going to pass the league glow 41% of the time. They did in the second half of the season they did last year. You know, if you're going to do that. So I certainly think we're going to see more passing. I think they want to pass more in this offense. And I think, you know, and it's hard to say, okay, well, they gave guy money. They all have to pass the ball. It doesn't necessarily work like that. But I think, you know, Jalen Hurts, if he can develop the deep game, you know, the long ball, I think that's going to be, I mean, that's going to be the big thing here for AJ Brown. And I like his ceiling and that's going to, that makes me, want to take him, you know, as my ninth best at the ninth best receiver, I'd be okay with taking him as my number one receiver in fantasy in the redraft league. Uh, let's go to number eight here. I had Keenan Allen as high as eight. Yep. So I, I did have him here too, Jared. Zach, let's hear your number eight. I had Tyree kill. Tyree kill. Okay. Jared. I had AJ Brown. So awesome. Okay. What so you said. So basically what I said, uh, Keenan Allen, I want to add more to what Jared said, and then well, here's Zach's um, rationale for Tyreek Hill. So Keenan Allen, look, the consistency's there. Keenan Allen, he has caught 100 passes, you know, four times over the past five years. I think that's a simple, you know, stat to keep my PPR, especially. He has caught 100 passes. That's 100 points right there, right? Including, and that's been three seasons in a row right now. And, you know, he, he's been, that's who he's been. And when you have a top guy like Justin Herbert, who is going to be a top fantasy quarterback this year, Jared, uh, that's, that's certainly, you know, something to look at. And then also in past targets, I mean, he was 10th last year with 157. I think, do I think he's going to go over or under that number? Not sure what the, not sure to say, but I think he'll still be around that number. So uh, w- with that, I mean, with that, that kind of passing, you know, tar- those past targets and in that offense, I, I'm okay with having him at wide receiver eight. So I, I, that's what, how, where I'm looking at Keenan Allen. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's basically what I said. I mean, both the same. Well, why, why not in your top 10, Zach? I want to hear, is it because the balance of the offense? Is it with Eckler and Williams or what's going on? Um, Yeah, kind of a little bit. They just have a lot of weapons. But I also just, I guess he was around like that 10 range. I just like some of the other guys more. Okay. Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear about Tyree Kill for you. Yeah, so I put him at eight. Uh, I think he still has the talent. I've seen top five talent. I think we can all agree on that. Um, going from a Holmes to two of those is an obvious downgrade. And the way he's going to get his yards is going to change a lot. Miami's offense last year, a lot of time when they were passing. Um, I mean, I know this because I had Jalen Wallen in Dynasty. Is he was getting a lot of screens. So he might get 10 receptions, only have 80 yards. 
it's because he's getting those screens and whatever he gets out of those passes, he has to do as on his own. So I think Tyreek still has the talent, the speed, the elusiveness, all that stuff that you need to succeed in an offense like that. I think he's going to get that eight to 10 receptions targets. He's still going to get his fair share of touches. It's just going to be a lot shorter. And then he's going to have to produce after the catch. Whereas in Kansas city, Mahomes could get the ball downfield to him. Yeah. I, I think Mike, I, I certainly, I can just picture right now. I can just see, you know, some sort of action where we have why we have a Tyreek Hill out, out as a receiver and you can just see him go in motion and there's some sort of end around with him. I can just see it. Um, I, I think he's going to get plays like that as well, Zach. So certainly he's going to be, he's going to be a, a threat in that offense. And yeah, yeah the player doesn't, the player doesn't change. It's just the team. So he's not going to lose any talent. He's still going to be that top receiver, but he's. His, yeah. That, that, that's where yeah, I was me. just looking at. I was just looking at, he's going to have to create those yards and touchdowns, everything. He's going to have to create mm-hmm. more himself than just get that target 30 out, 30 yards downfield. Yep, for sure. And let's go to number seven here. I have Debo Samuel at number seven. Jared's shaking his head in agreement. Oh, I got I got him at seven as well. What do you got, Zach? <clears throat> I got CD Lamb. All right. Well, I'm gonna seven. we're gonna talk about okay. Debo Samuel then. Okay. So I mean, think about it, right? I mean, the way he was kind of that, you know, Swiss Army knife in the San Francisco 49ers offense last year, you know, impressive stuff. He um, led the NFL at 18 yards per catch and his 6.2 yards per carry would have been very close to the league best, but he didn't have enough to qualify, right? And the big stat for me, he scored a touchdown on 10% of his touches. Jared, I know uh, you were talking before, you you know someone in a touchdown league where, where you only get points for touchdowns, correct? Yeah, I mean, in those kind of so, leagues. So, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. we're looking at Diva Samuels <laughs> up there, but yeah. all jokes aside, you know, he, he's... He's still got a great role, and you know I, I still think he is. I would take him at wide receiver seven ADP wise. I'll th- I'll throw some numbers at you guys. So ADP wise, right now we have we have Debo as wide receiver six. So not too far off ADP being around seventeen. So if you think that's mid second round again, which is I think is totally fair for a guy like Debo Samuel. Jerry, what do you what do you have on him? Yeah, I mean. I don't think he wants to be in that split role again this year. He came out and said that, that he didn't want to be really a running back and a receiver. But even with that, he did have 1,400 receiving yards last year, which is amazing for a receiver. I mean, he you can't really go off of his last few seasons because he's just up and coming now. I mean, he had 390 yards like two years ago. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, he's just going to be a, a Swiss Army knife. He cut right through that defense, and he gets to the places he wants to go, and that's really what you need. I don't know where he's going to end up this year. Um, I don't know if it's going to be on the 49ers, but as of now, I, I got him at seven. Zach, you want to talk about CD Lamb now, it sounds like. But what do you think about what our thoughts on you, you in agreement there with? I'm, I'm sure we're going to see Debo later in your list here. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have Debo at six, so here's the next one okay. I was going to get mm-hmm. to. So, and I have Lamb at six, Zach, so I'll to... let you start. Oh, you guys are high on him. I'll, okay. I'll let you start with CD Lamb, Zach. Yes, like kind of what we were saying before when Jared had him in his honorable mentions, the 180 vacated targets. I mean, when I rank players for the upcoming season, I look at opportunity because you know what players, what their talent is, you know that. And they can have all the talent in the world, but if they don't get the opportunity, they're not going to produce. So the more opportunity, the higher I'm going to have them ranked. I think that also allows them to be a lot more consistent than he was last year. And consistent, so Zach, li- listen about last year, too. Yeah. Only once did Lamb fail to score double-digit fantasy points in a game where, he, where yeah. he had less than six targets. I mean, I'm going to throw targets in there as well. He's had more than six targets and only once. So keep that in mind. Like, the consistency, I think, I, I know that's the thing we talk about Mike Evans. I think consistency won't even be a problem. That's why, that's where, that kind of forced me to, you know, that's where I, when I'm debating between Debo and Lamb. And what you said, Zach, totally about looking about opportunity. I mean, you hit it right on the nose. That's what we're looking for when we're analyzing and trying to compare these guys. Because look, even even you know the jump in one spot, even you know two, three, four spots, it, it's tough. But right, I mean, we're we're kind of all in that agreement there. Even with Tyreek for me being two spots different from Zach, or how many spots different from you, Jared? It's it, I mean, it's we'll tough find to find out pretty soon, won't we? Yeah, yeah. 
and it sounds like you're you're pretty high on him. But my point is, you know, they still got these guys are pretty close regardless. You know, they're still in a top ten, and you could still, you know, it depends on where you are because some of these guys just might end up getting taken because it's that close. Anyways, talking number six, I did have CD Lamb. Zach mentioned he had Debo. Jared, that's where Tyree Kill is. That's where Tyree. Okay, so yeah, basically, I, think, I just here. think I know people are saying Mahomes to Tua is a downgrade, and obviously it is. But I think it's to the point where everyone is just bashing Tua, saying he can't throw it down the field. And there's just been so much that came out recently, just like Hill backing up Tua and Tua putting out an actually good highlight reel instead of the first one he put out because that was pretty ugly. Um, I think that they're going to come out and surprise a lot of people. I think that Hill is still going to be that receiver downfield like he always has been. And I know they have, I mean, Waddle there, and they got some good, I mean, they have good uh, targets with Gusecki and, but so did Kansas City, and Tyreek Hill was always that person. So I think I think he'll still fit in per, pretty good with that Dolphins offense as long as Tua can get him the ball. So, Jared, he's going 17th right now in sleeper. You're, you're all over that, that I'm going to guess, right? I mean, if you can Probably. get a, a pick at 17. Okay. Yeah. Zach, what are your thoughts? Talk a little about Debo as well. So I had Debo at six. Um, yeah, I know he's not going to get his carries day last year, which he got a lot of his points from. But even with all those carries, he was the 1,400-yard receiver, as Jared, Jared mentioned. And that was on 77 uh, catches. So how many of those carries that he had are going to turn into Debo Samuel receptions? True. And even then throw little like end-around slips. Yeah, with more receptions, touchdown numbers for receiving-wise are probably going to go up. And then also this is kind of speculation. I think with uh, Trey Lance taking over that offense, um, it's going to open up more. There's going to be more downfield throws. I just think um, Trey Lance is a more talented passer than Jimmy Garoppolo. That is if he stays yeah. on the 49ers because there are obviously. Yeah, that, it's hard to speculate. Well, that Trey Lance point. is starting. Well, yeah, yeah Trey, Lance, Trey Lance, but 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 Samuel might not be on that team. You never know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm high on Debo too. It's just I I, I really like CD Land this year, and that's kind of what forced me to put him there at six. Number five here, I have Stephon Diggs. Is where I went. Now, right you're, now you're now you're starting to copy me. I see. Uh, okay. Funny, Jared. Uh, Zach, who do you have at five? Devonte Adams. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I knew we were going to okay. get something out of that from Zach, and okay. we're going to talk about Stephon Diggs, Jared. Cool. You and I can. Zach can you know throw. I I know Zach's a Josh Allen fan, so we might we'll hear more about that. But look. For Stefan Diggs, you know, and last year it wasn't necessarily pretty compared to, you know, I mean, he had, what was it, 13.7 PPR points per game. And, you know, just his upside ceiling right in that offense, he's got top five upside. And that's why, you know, I put him at five. I think I think that's kind of where I expect him to be, you know, with that. Looking at targets, he had 174 last year. So, Throw that in there. I know there's an emergence, right? I mean, we have the Gabriel Davis, right? You know, that's been a story, but I still think Stefan Diggs is, you know, 174 past targets there. I think that's just, even just last year, I think just looking at that, I think that's something we can expect to see, you know, this upcoming year. And with that, I think that's going to, you know, contribute to some great numbers for Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I think that people are kind of overreacting on this whole Gabriel Davis thing. I mean, Stefan Diggs went away for one game, basically, and it was the most important game of the season. But, I mean, Davis took over and kind of showed who he was. But I think if Stefan Diggs has a good game there and advances to the Super Bowl, I th- or, you know, would it have been the Super Bowl? Yeah, right? They were one game away. I think they win that game, and he's looked at as a top. Was it not? Was it the game division, before no. the Super Bowl? Was the that was Chiefs. No. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep, okay. Um if Stefan Diggs goes deeper into that playoffs, I think that he's looked at as higher, but I think people are a little down on him now because of the way he performed last year in the, in the playoffs. But like you said, I mean, he had 1,200 yards last year. The year before was even better. He had 1,500 with 127 receptions. That's that's 120, 120 points right there, PPR. So, I mean, he's going to get his receptions a lot more than other people that we mentioned on this list. And uh, I could even see him going a little higher than top five. All right, Zach, explain yourself. Devontae Adams at five. Yeah, Let's that's hear it. Disrespect. Well, he was wide receiver two last year, and I do think he's the most talented receiver in the league. 
The only thing is with the new team, he hasn't played with Derek Carr in was it probably ten years now, nine years, something like that. So it's been a while. Um, he still has that connection, and I don't think that's going to be a big issue. But in Green Bay, Adams had way more targets than he's going to get in Las Vegas. I mean, he was Rodgers' number one number one target every game. He was getting double digit he was targets. Third, third second targets last year in the whole NFL with 180. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of targets. And now he goes to Las Vegas where they have Darren Waller. They have Hunter Renfro. They have other weapons that Derek Carr can throw to. So I just, I didn't like, I have him at five. So it's not, he's, I still think he's going to be a top receiver. I just well, think with the less targets, he's going to be a little bit lower than he was last year. Interesting. You know, I Aaron Jones, I, I I know I don't want to throw right back in there for pass targets, but I mean Aaron Jones, AD, like these there's still guys in the offense for Pat for Green Bay who were used a lot. I do agree, I mean, with you that you know Aaron Rodgers totally favored to hit him. He's not he's not hitting hard eighty targets in twenty twenty two. Tell you that right now. At least for pass targets. I think that number will be lower. So I, I don't have him, you know, as wide receiver too next year. I, I am with you on that, Zach. But uh certainly, you know. Jared and I here disagree with our on our list. Let's go to four here. I have Jamar Chase is where I went. I'm I'm so happy you put Jamar Chase. I'm so happy. Zach, where did you go here for four? Stefan Diggs. So Diggs, and you're you're high one spot higher. And with him, is that just because you want to put Adams lower? Or I guess what where was well, I was just looking at the Buffalo offense. Um, last year, they had Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs. They had so many weapons that the ball got spread out a lot. Now with Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley gone, I know I've talked about this point a lot. That's 184 vacated targets. And we all know the Buffalo Bills offense is going to be top five. Yeah. So with less competition, that's a lot of targets gone. I think he's going to get targeted more. And we can see him return to his like 2020 play style where he's going to have that 15, 1600 yards, double digit touchdowns, have those 120, 130 receptions. So I guess I, I do I even need to convince here for Jamar Chase here? I, I'll go through them here. I, I know Zach arguably has him higher now, but um, <laughs> let's go through it. So in PPR, I, I don't have Jamar Chase, just so you know. Oh, you don't? I thought you said I, you I don't. I thought no. you said you did. No, I don't. I'm you happy you have happy. Jamar Chase. Who do you I have? Wanna, I want to debate. I got Jefferson. I got Justin Jefferson. At four? Yep. Jeez. At four? Yep. I looked at stuff and I'm, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just. So I have to debate Justin Jefferson's case. This is easy. It's not easy. <laughs> tell me, tell me <laughs> Thank you, easy. Jared. Okay. So, come on. you know, we'll, we'll talk first. You know, I hate, to, I hate to throw in what the media is saying and you know what we've heard from the camp, but uh, we've heard reports that the Vikings offense is going to be pass heavy. You know, it's going to be heavier in the past compared to the previous years. Look, that already helps a guy, you know, in Justin Jefferson who has had a historic first 3D game, 33 games. He's caught 196 passes for over 3000 yards, 17 touchdowns on two or 92 targets. And look, he already has 50 catches of 20 yards or more, a 25.5% clip with nine receptions reaching the 40-yard mark. So he's already having the big plays. And at this point in his career, he's already averaging 5.9 catches for 92 yards, which with touchdowns equates to 18.22 fantasy points in PPR leagues. I think he is in a better situation. This might sound crazy. I think he's in a better situation to succeed with Kirk Cousins right now in this pass-heavy offense for this season than Joe Burrow and their very balanced, you know, offense. I think that's going to be a very balanced offense this year. I think this is going to be a pass-heavy offense in Minnesota, and I think that's going to let Justin Jefferson thrive. I am at, at number two. I'll actually throw a little hint in there. I'm that high at Justin Jefferson, Jared. Let's hear you. It's for so, just convinced so, so where is uh, Delvin Cook? I mean, we're not talking to running backs right now, I know, but you saying they're pass heavy. Where isn't Delvin Cook still a top five running back to you? I think talent wise, but I think Jared. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, Justin Jefferson. If they're going to be passing the ball a lot, Adam Thielen has been injury prone thirty one years. I'm not going to try to say I'm going to bank on him getting hurt, but 
Justin Jefferson is going to be on a league of his own, I think, in 2022, other than, you know, my number one, right? I think it was going to be his competition. But ADP, let's go to ADP too, Jared. I always like to throw this in here as well. Just for you two, Jamar Chase right now is getting drafted as wide receiver three. Justin Jefferson getting drafted at wide receiver two at six. Right now, 6.4. I know ADP doesn't automatically mean I'm right, but 8.6 then for Jamar Chase. So uh, community tends to agree with me. I just think, you know, Jefferson's going to be the guy getting the targets, Jared, in 2022. Let's go to pass targets, too. If you want me to keep going, 167 pass targets in 2021 for Jefferson compared to, right, 163 to Chase. You know, it's it's neck and neck. But I think there's going to be more opportunity for Jefferson. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with almost everything you said. It's it's They're both great players. I mean, they're both top four. I think uh, it's just hard for me because, obviously, Jamar Chase was a rookie last year and Justin Jefferson's on his third year now. So I think, I mean, Jamar Chase had more yards his rookie year than Justin Jefferson did his rookie year, which is, you never know how that's going to go based on the system and everything in the quarterback. We can all agree. Joe Burrow is better than Kirk cousins um, by a decent amount. So I think that Joe Burrow is going to get the ball to his receivers. But the problem that I was considering is just, they have more weapons. They got, you know, T Higgins, they got, they got a lot of players there that can that can get receptions, but um, I look at the the run defense, the run offense on the Vikings. You got Delvin Cook to Joe Mixon. I think Cook is better. Um, Justin Jefferson has uh, less touchdowns than Jamar Chase his last season, which is whatever. We're looking at fantasy yards here or fantasy, which touchdowns are more obviously, but that's one thing. Um, I think Justin Jefferson, he's he's had great two years. I think he's going to stay stagnant where he is right now. I don't think he makes that next leap to 17, 1800 yards. Like we saw some players do, or you know who, but I think Jamar chase makes that leap. I think he's uh, a young player and he's rookie coming out into the second year with a young quarterback, um, brighter future. I think that he's going to have a little bit better season and better career than Justin Jefferson. So I'll just say it right now. I got Jamar chase at three. So I got him. One, four and three so they're they're back to back yeah so I, it's, I, it's I can't close. argue jared if, if you think he's gonna have a big or his ceiling right if you think he's gonna have a better breakout year yeah. you know that, that's that's your your humbled opinion there i just you know what jeffers said kevin o'connell coming in look I, I think there's it's just an awesome situation you know for jefferson i think you know dallas cowboys look what they did ezekiel elliott you know and they were that that run heavy offense we saw a few years ago they transitioned into more pass heavy offense i guess say with a balanced passing attack, look what they did, you know, offense number one scoring last year, I believe. And overall, I think we're going to see what we might see that kind of similar transition here with the Vikings. And I think that's going to really help out Justin Jefferson, even if, you know, look at what he's done without it, you know, look at what he's done last year and the year prior. We have to wait too for Jamar Chase's sophomore season. Let's talk about then for our number threes here. And the guy I have, Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders. I put him at three. It's in between where Jared has him and Zach, it sounds like. So I'll let you guys read your your threes, and then I'll talk about my guy. Like I said, I got Jamar Chase. Zach? So right here with one through three, I like they're all the same for me. Like I could walk away from a draft with any of them and be completely happy. And you could take any of them first, and I would not fault you. One A, one B, one C. I I feel that when I was yeah. making this too, Zach. Uh, go ahead, let's hear I your got three. Cup, Chase, and Jefferson, though. Cup. So okay. Like, I got different guys, but those yeah. are the yeah. three that I think are. And Jefferson being number three for you, or Chase being two. But uh, Zach, um, you still have to put them I, in the ranking. I yeah. don't care. Uh, you... I listed Chase as three. Yeah. Just because I think Jefferson I said. is, yeah, he's like the he's the main weapon. Jamar Chase has a lot of other targets on that offense, and I think Thielen is he's gained through retirement age or he's going downhill. He's at the back half of his career. Yeah, he's thirty one. He's he's been oh, regression. Yeah. Regression has been there for yeah. him. Jefferson's on the rise. So yeah, and after that, who's left? Osborne, KJ Osborne. Like, I'm not worried about that's KJ your guy, Osborne Zach. When it comes, are you a dynasty holder? I am. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. He's like my wide receiver six or something. 
There you go. And okay, Devontae Adams, look, if Jared has him at two, right? I mean, you're going to be great with me on this. Okay. Uh, I mean, basically with him, look, I, he might not go, you know, he goes to Las Vegas. I know, I know Zach mentioned he hasn't played with Carr. It, it's been a minute, right? And I still think he is going to put up numbers because look at, I, I know, look at what he did in Green Bay last year. Certainly he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing to him, but he's not going to either hit 100 that, what was it, 180 pass targets? I don't think that he's going to hit that either. Yeah, 180. But look, I, I know Zach made the argument with weapons. I mean, the Packers still had weapons. I, I, I know Rodgers might have not had a preference or might have had a specific preference as we saw in the divisional rounds still. But if you look at it, you know, I still think Devontae Adams is going to see a lot of pass targets. Waller has been an injury, you know, he's been injury plagued these last few years. And I, I don't want to say he's going to get injured. So, you know, you take Devontae Adams because we don't know that. But still, I think Devontae Adams, I think it's going to be a pass-heavy offense there in Vegas. You know, Josh Jacobs, they, they didn't take his fifth year. I mean, they didn't exercise it. So he's arguably out on the door. You know, I, I don't see a lot of faith in him. And I, I think this is going to opt to be a pass-heavy offense. And with that, you know, Devontae Adams as your receiver, you know, I, I'll take – I'd be content with taking Devonte Adams in a draft. I still have per- personal preference, though. I, you know, I might still lean towards my top two guys. Of course, that's why I haven't ranked ahead. But Devonte Adams at three is my spot. I think he's very close there at number four with Chase. I mean, those two are tough for me to differentiate, but I ended up putting in Gabe Adams the nod. I mean, I got him at two. So, like you said. You basically covered the whole system part of it, how, I mean, it's going to be harder than in Green Bay, but I kind of more looked at just the stats of him compared to Chase and Jefferson. Um, just over the last few years, more touchdowns, obviously. I mean, I know Chase has only been in the league for one year, but uh, more receptions, more like targets, obviously. But Adams is just still going to be that guy that he's just trusted. He's a trusted guy. He's proven. He's going to be the guy they go to, like Rodgers did, maybe a little too much, like we talked about on many episodes. But I think that Adams is still that proven guy. And him and Carr, I've seen videos. They're already, you know, obviously getting along. They're, they've been friends since college, roommates. So I think that he'll come in and fit well with Renfro as the one-two. Um, Waller's still there. So they do have weapons. I agree with that. But it's still Devonta Adams. He's still your running or wide receiver one. He's still going to be your main target. Uh, I think that Carr will try to... I mean, there's a reason that people are saying that the Raiders might be a little better than last year, obviously, because they got Adams. So they're going to use him as much as they can. And they're, they're still going to use Renfro and they're still going to use Waller. But Adams is going to get the ball into the carries and or the receptions. And he'll still put up the 1,500 yards that he did last year, I'm sure. Maybe a little less, but it's still, like we said, it's you can flip them with Jefferson or you can flip them with Chase. They're, they're all in that general vicinity. I just got to say one more thing. So you guys are both saying, or he was wide receiver two last year. You're both saying he's at that two or three range, but you're saying he's going to get less receptions, less yards. I think he's going to be How worse than last year, two? Zach. He can be wide receiver. I have him wide receiver three. I think he can yeah, still so one word, like, slot. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, look, he can still, I mean, projection models have him posted over, you know, still almost around 50% of the workload for wide receivers for the, the, the Raiders. I, I know, you know, again, projection models can't always be right here, but. They still got him over a hard reception, Zach. I mean, I think yeah. that's a lock. And I think that yeah, I no. think his his PPR value, Zach. You know, I, I, he's going to get receptions. He's going to get a lot of receptions. He's not a guy who's uh, a home run guy, right? And I think for me that that's what puts him ahead of guys. You know, I, I that's why I have him ahead of Jamar Chase. I think he has more of that PPR. You know, more of that consistent floor. We see we've seen Chase have stinkers. We've seen him, you know, have not so great games. I think Adams is going to be a consistent guy. And I know you're big into consistency. So I think Devonta Adams is, is a guy for consistency. That's exactly yeah, what I, I was thinking. Yeah. I guess one other thing is I'm probably a little bit higher on Hunter Renfro than other people. I think he's still going to have a very big role in that offense. So I guess yeah. that might be another, another thing that factors into my rankings. Although like Jefferson did have more yards than him, but like you said, Drew, he's got 123 receptions last year, and I don't. I think it's going to go down, but I don't think it's going to be under 100. I think it'll still be 110, 115. Like he'll still be a little bit above, if not the same as Justin Jefferson. Um, Jamar Chase only had 81 last year, so I think he's above him uh, like, clearly. But I, I more touchdowns. We don't know. It, we got to see how he fits into the offense. But yeah. 
Yeah. Darren Waller, you know, mentioned him as well. I know. I mean, he's getting older too. I actually thought he was going to get traded, but uh, he's still there too. So, you know, the credit to Zach's point. There, there are still guys there. You know, Josh Jacobs still could be used in the offense. And, you, you know, you just don't know. So let's move here to number two. I have Justin Jefferson here at number two. I mean, I, I stated my case for him and I'll, I'll leave my case there. Jared, you have Adams at two. Zach, yep. who do you have at two? Jefferson. Yeah, that we talked. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so cool. Anyone want to talk about that? I think we'll move here to number one. Cooper Cup. Well, let's just well, rave about Cooper Cup here. Cup, Cooper Cup here to round out the episode. So Cooper Cup, look at what he has done. You know, last year, look, I, I, we'll just go to pass targets right away, right? 233. Next closest, 187. Not even close in that aspect. You might be like, oh, they have Allen Robinson now. You can think, you know, he might be more involved. I think that won't matter. I think this is going to be a pass-heavy offense, and I think, you know, that's going to be how they operate. 8, 8, ADP right now, wide receiver one, Cooper Cup, his average ADP is 3.6. He's actually going lowest on sleeper. He is average at five. Even my fifth overall on sleeper, he is going on average ooh, three, third overall, fourth overall. Otherwise, or I'm sorry, second overall on ESPN compared to the fifth overall on sleeper. So it's pretty wide margin there. And that's all in PPR. But Cooper well, that's, Cup, that's I don't probably to... because the top people are going to take running backs. I'm guessing that's like the, yeah, that that's kind of the other. Which we'll talk how, running backs next week. Yeah, how high would you guys take him? I would take I think... Cooper Cup. Go ahead, Jared. Okay, I think me being a Colts fan, I'd, I'd want Jonathan Taylor. So I would I would probably take him one. Okay, there's one guy. Um, I don't really trust Derrick Henry fully off that injury. I think I'd take him two or three. I, I would. I don't even know if I can think of another guy. I would take, I him, would take him. You know, I, I'd take him third overall. Who else would be ahead? So Jonathan Taylor for me, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Austin, Austin Eckler. Clear. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Just, just so I you'll see running backs next week, because okay. I, I, you know, and this just his personal preference here too. It's I like getting a consistent running back to start, and then. I'll, I might go receiver, 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 and then I'll throw a rack and a running back. That's, that's just how I operate sometimes, and especially in a PPR. I just want to get that stable running back because, you know, anyone can get, you know, in, in a PPR draft, it feels like you can get receivers who get who get the targets, right? It's just who can get the running backs, who get the touches. I think that's what wins you in the league, and I don't know. That, that's kind of where I go in my drafts, but the Cooper Cup is certainly, you know, what well, exact said one A, one B, one C with his three guys, but I feel like you know, if you get Cooper Cup, I mean, you're hoping he's going to put up the same pass target numbers. I don't think he's going to have the season he had last year, but I still think he's going to have an offensive player of the year type season. I could see Jefferson, Chase, and Cup all hitting 1700 yards. What yeah. I was thinking about it is like I thought I saw Cooper Cup as the number one right th- from the beginning, and then I always had I had Adams, Chase, and Jefferson as. 2A, 2B, and 2C. So I kind of had it a little less. Yeah. I knew right away Cooper Cup was number one because he's just proven it, but I was thinking more two, three, and four were kind of closer than one was to the other two. So Cooper Cup, yeah, I guess we've, we, we've talked a lot about him. He's done, I mean, he did have a historic campaign, and his, his big thing, a target share, uh, he had 31% of the target share. I mean, that's for one guy. That is surely something, and yeah, I mean, number one last year. Certainly Stafford is still going to keep him in that range. What do you guys think? You know, we didn't mention Allen Robinson yet in this. Do you think there's potential? You know, both those guys. So do you think Allen Robinson can finish top 15 this year in PPR? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I thought, I, I you know, I knew I'd get a yes out of someone. And <laughs> I'll let you two talk about it. But I, you know, I, I think there's, again, Jared, you know, 15, top 15, meaning you can finish in the in 15 or 14. I think you can do that. I, I yeah. still have him around the Michael Pittman range, if if that makes sense. That's uh, what I was just saying. Going Zach, back to all my... About, oh, Jared. Jared, you go okay. ahead. Sorry. All my honorable mentions. I mean, I, I think that CeeDee Lamb is above him. I think Jalen Waddle will be above him. Deontay Johnson, um, Michael Jaylen Thomas, Waddell I think will have... Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Why not? Okay. He had a thousand last year. I think he'll... Zach? He'll, yeah. Um... Well, I have Jalen Waddle. I think he's going to be low teens, and I think I could see 
Allen Robinson getting around the 10 to 15 range. Uh, obviously, he had a terrible year last year. Wasn't even worth on fantasy. He was getting dropped in redraft leagues. Which is but insane. now he goes to L.A. Yeah, he goes He goes to L.A. He has Stafford, which is a big upgrade over anything he had in Chicago. But, Zach, and you, I, you yeah. rated Jamar Chase lower because he has weapons, and you also rated Devontae Adams lower because it's a new system and there's weapons around him. But now you're sure. high on Allen Robinson. And they have weapons too. I'm not saying Allen Robinson's gonna be top five though. Those guys were top five. Okay, so you think so that Allen Robinson's when you're top above... five? You're going against the best of the best. I think yeah. he can hit top fifteen because he's gonna be the second option on the LA team that's passing a lot. They have Matthew Stafford too, so they can air it out. I mean, yeah, Maybe I think he has the potential to. I'm not saying yeah. that he's surefire top fifteen receiver. Mm-hmm. I think he has the potential to. Okay, maybe it's just me seeing him as a wide receiver two on the Rams, and I'm like, yeah, some wide receiver ones out there that might be better. But last, last kind of thing here before we wrap up. Uh, so we'll get wide receiver duos. What tandem do you think will finish the highest average? So if that makes sense. So you know, like averaging the two and the two end spots for the top two re- wide receivers on a team. Which one? What spot will be the highest? You know, for what team? Uh, just to throw some names out there, the Chargers, right, with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Dolphins, Waddle, and Hill, you know, Bengals. Bengals, I was going to say Higgins and Chase, and yeah. then the Rams, of course, I'm going to and I'll even add Renfro and uh, Adams in there for Zach, but Rams with Robinson and Cup. I know I threw a lot of teams out there. Jared, you went with, you went with the Bengals? Is that what I just heard? I think so. I, Zach? Sorry, no, yeah. we're going to go through our picks and then we'll talk. Okay. This is tough because if Godwin only misses one or two weeks, I think it's Tampa Bay. I, I think Godwin's going to be out longer, though, but you can still take yeah, them. Is he? If he misses more than two weeks, I don't think they're going to get it. Okay. Um, what if I say it, the 49ers? Let's hear mm-hmm. it. Brendan, are you can Debo? No way. <laughs> Okay, okay, maybe not, but <laughs> I I think I mean I think Ayuk's gonna be a lot better than yeah. most people I, think. This I year. think yeah. Ayuk will be better, Zach. But we're talking, you know, Mike Williams yeah. and you know, I'll just key now and T True. Higgins and like these guys could finish. Could both uh, look, be top ten. Like, and you just mentioned Allen Robinson. <laughs> yeah. You think he finished in fifteen, and Cooper Cup arguably finishes one, two, or three. I mean, there you go, right there. I'm I'm taking Rams. I think Allen Robinson will be a lot better. And let me check ADP numbers because I my fear is he's getting pushed up too much right now. Let's see. I'm thinking Allen Robinson. Oh, Allen Robinson's going really nice right now. Allen Robinson, you can get in the sixth round, six or seventy-two. Yeah, yeah. He's going. So that's like not projected top fifteen at all. The problem is sleeper. He's going. He's going fifty-ninth. He's going as wide receiver twenty-nine. I think Jared. He can still bump up. He's going around with guys like Adam Thiel and Hunter Renfro yeah. and Jerry Judy. So I think Allen Robinson there at wide receiver 29 is a discount. You know, I would be all over that. It sounds like Zach, you would be too, if based on where you had him with me. But, uh, you know, that, that's kind of where, where we'd go. Um, anything else you guys have? I mean, we can go through a little bit more sleepers, but. I mean, I think that Cooper Cup's going to be one, and I think Allen Robinson would be around that late teens to 20. And I, I would think that Jamar chase would be like a three or a four. And then uh, Higgins would be like a thir- uh, 16, 15 around that range. So I think it'll be close between those two, but I'd say, yeah, Rams and Bengals yeah. are probably the top two. We'll save sleepers then for another episode. Go ahead, Zach. Where are you guys drafting Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper. Okay. Hmm. Well that now that's, you throw a tough one in because we don't know now with Deshaun Watson. So then there's variables, you know, how long is he suspended? I'll give you Zach. I am drafting him. ADP right now has him going average of 53. So if you keep that in mind, that's that's fifth round. So you got Jacoby Brissett throwing to you. It's... I'm certainly drafting the guys who are behind that I would draft ahead of Mike Williams. I draft ahead of him. Um, who else is right? You know, Darnell Mooney, I think I draft over him, which might sound crazy. I'd go Darnell Mooney over him. He's at wide receiver 25 right now. And, you know, I'd put him more in the Cortland Sutton range for me, Zach. It might sound crazy, but that's where I am. I, I'm not 
biggest fan of Mari Cooper, you know, this this upcoming year because of Watson, but I still respect his value. And I think just 53 is a too high of a price for me right now. He is 28 yeah, years old. Sense. So yeah. He's so up there draft. one year. <laughs> yeah. True. All right. Anything else from you guys before we wrap up here on this Friday morning? Look, this was a lot of fun. We'll have a guest here next week to talk running backs. That'll be a great episode. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean, Thrive Fantasy, just make sure, you know, to join us on our Thrive Fantasy. Make sure to come prop up with us, promo code J2M. And, you know, we we talk about it every week, right? I mean, all you do is you go on there, you use our code J2M, you put down $10 or more, you get bonus money, you get bonus entries, you get entered into a giveaway to win a free autograph card. Zach, you want to talk about that? Yeah, so we just did our first giveaway. Is a signed MVS um, card with a little patch. Is numbered out of 49, was it? Or 49? 50? Yep, autographed. 49. And the patch is a part of his jersey, Zach. That was part of a game-worn jersey. Yeah. So add that to the, your, you know, your trophy case or to your mem- sports memorabilia. Look. You can get free stuff like that. Jared's been winning. I know Jared talks about the winning every week, right? Jared, you've been just winning money and money on that thing. Yeah. I mean, so I've been winning a lot and I don't gotta, I mean, and trust me, we hear about, about it. it but... We, we hear about it, you know? Yeah. So that's how we can tell you he, he's winning. So keep that in mind. Join our fantasy football leagues. We have fantasy football leagues going on sleepers. So just make sure to, you know, contact us uh, if interested. A five dollar entry league with your with myself, Drew Skyberg as commissioner, ten dollar league with Jared Veleski as commissioner, and then the high stakes twenty dollar league with Zach Roush. So these are redraft twelve team PPR leagues, and we'll be re- the payout information will be out available. It's standard, you know, standard payout, right, guys? So mm-hmm. with that, we'll wrap up Drew's sports crew on the Instagram and Twitter, and then. Drew's sports crew on YouTube and Facebook. So that'll wrap it up here. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's sports crew, the journey to a million, the perfect podcast for you.